0: RadioMD, RadioMD.com, emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome to the show, Health from the Outside In, where feeling good starts with looking good. My next uh, topic is a little sobering topic. It's about uh, child abuse and screening in the ER, which we see a lot. My next guest is Dr. Madeline Joseph. She is a professor of emergency medicine and pediatrics at University of Florida College of Medicine in Jacksonville. So welcome, Dr. Joseph. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So, um I, I wanted to talk about it. It's there's a, a new study that came out that uh talked about uh when maybe to um start to recognize a little more commonly child abuse. I mean it's it's heartbreaking, it's in the news, there was that terrible case of the little baby in Boston, the little toddler that they finally identified as uh, Bella in Baltimore. We just had a horrible case of a four-month-old whose father ended up killing her because she was uh, was crying too much. Um, So, you know, these are heart-wrenching cases, but these are serious considerations. As an ER doc, I know myself, you know, what do you do? When do you kind of decide uh, you know, is this something to be looked in? And this new study talked about certain sentinel or key injuries that should clue uh, somebody in. So, what what were some of those?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I just wanted to mention uh, usually violence uh, escalate. So, for emergency physicians, they have they're uh, in a great position. You know, when they're seeing subtle injuries to. You know, think about abuse to prevent those horrific, you know, cases, uh, because really when you're making that, that that diagnosis early on, you can probably save that child's life, you know, to right. uh, get the parents' help or remove the child in certain cases. But in that study, which was, you know, a really well-done study, you know, they looked at really, um, you know, certain uh, fractures that should uh, really get the attention to uh, do further testing you know for example you know with rib fractures uh, especially with the younger you know children less than two years of age uh, you know if they were detected and they could be detected on a simple chest x-ray that was done not necessarily because of you know a concern for trauma but just because the patient is coughing you know, they got a chest X-ray or they had high fever and they, you know, saw the rib fractures when they saw that really and you know, there's potential for abuse in almost 56%. So very high likelihood wow. of that child being abused. Um, wow.
0: So again, key, so I'm yeah. sorry. So the key is, you know, and, and and the thing is probably ERs are a little more tuned in and certainly pediatric ERs. And you think of, you know, this is a great message for, you know, f- all physicians because, you know, in the clinical setting, urgent cares, I mean, these minor complaints is what you're saying. You know, a child could come in, the mom's saying, cough, you know, is coughing and, and such and these kind of minor complaints you you know want to rule out a pneumonia and then you see oh my god here's a healed rib fracture right because exactly sometimes exactly. so that's that's a exactly great,
1: and, and then the other point i mean even it was mentioned in the studies uh like obviously you know little kids toddlers they're going to get bruises on their uh you know knees down because they're uh you know active but if you see bruises In younger uh, infants, like less than six months of age, those are very strongly associated with abuse. And again, that's up to 50% of those bruises on less than six months of age. They end up, you know, having those subtle injuries and, you know, being abused. And I never forget a case that, you know, came into the ED uh, and really the complaint was the baby is not really eating well. And he had like very small bruise on his forehead. And we asked mom repeatedly how did he get it, and she really couldn't really explain it. And then we did further testing, and he ended up having a uh, subdural, you know, chronic subdural hematoma. And, wow! Uh, and you know, we realized like he he was severely abused. Obviously, when we did the skeletal survey, and the chief complaint, you know, presenting to the ED is the baby's not eating too much, and he had right. this little bruise on his forehead. So I think the key is, you know, and we in a busy ED, uh, you know, we really have to, you know, put these kids in, a, in gowns and actually look at their entire body, uh, you know, at their entire skin to make sure we're not missing any of these unusual bruises, especially with the infants. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Know,
0: and so less than six months is the idea that they don't move around a lot. I mean, but what about <laughs> exactly. a kid that? But six months, kids can crawl, right? And if they're left unattended someplace high, technically they could fall, couldn't they, and hurt themselves?
1: Yeah, I mean they can roll over. Uh, right. They're really they start crawling. It depends on the age, later. about eight or nine months, a yeah. little, little later. And that's you bring up a very good point. A lot of time, uh, I think the challenge for emergency physicians uh, or practitioners are really to to look at you know the. Uh, injury and kind of match it up with, their, with the child developmental stage. So, you know, if they have a femur fracture and they're, uh, they're nine months old and they're you know the parents said, oh, they fell from the bed, well, that doesn't make sense, right. you know, you know uh, unless they were in a car crash or something like that. Right. So right. really matching up, I think, what the injury we're seeing with what the mechanism they're stating is probably one of the most crucial things to heighten you know the thought about abuse or not abuse
0: right and and i think the key thing um for anybody and and you know uh, there are other people that should report teachers you know i mean we're sort of in the protectorate role of these kids that don't mm-hmm. have a voice and do you say, you know, I, I'm sure you do a lot of training and stuff to err on the side of caution. You know, everybody, you know, feels like, oh, don't want to step on toes or such. But you know, you've even heard about strangers seeing kids like really physically reprimanded in a parking lot and and calling the police, which I you know, can see as a mother would do too. So is it always better to err on the side of caution?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're the child advocate, and we're talking about nonverbal, you know, patients. So you're really their. I mean, we're their voice. And like I said in the beginning, I mean, violence, uh, you know, escalates. So they may start with a, you know, humorous fracture, but they end up if nothing is done and the abuse is not discovered, they may have, you know, traumatic uh, head injury. So, really thinking about it that way—that where the child advocate—and also violence will escalate. Uh, you're really saving that child's life if you if you make the call earlier. And it's a tough call always because you know you're trying not to, you know, you know, disrupt the family. Uh, but at the same time, you have to think, you know, weigh the risk and the benefit, and really, we're we're really obligated, you know, to report suspicion for abuse, not like you're hundred percent certain, because we can never be certain.
0: Right. Uh, so what know, advice would you give briefly we have a minute because um sure. you know aside from physicians for a teacher for a friend or family member I mean that was the issue in Boston like no no one reported that this little girl was missing after she had been killed stuffed in a freezer and mm-hmm. then thrown in the in, in the bay. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. advice do you give to parents and 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 people if they're concerned about something or what they should look for in one minute. <laughs>
1: One minute. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, the child behavior is going to change. They may become withdrawn. Uh, their grades may fall. Uh, so really looking, you know, obviously, if they come in with a black eye, you know, anything obvious like that or, you know, if their behavior change. I mean, or if they do see any marks, you know, on their arms or things like that, I think they should, uh, you know, uh, talk to the child. A lot of these you know studies are done in uh, less than you know two years of age right. so they're, they're going to be in a probably daycare setting
0: right but if well, they see
1: bruises on their body
0: acts, you know, they very good advice i want to thank my guest it's important to speak up for children this is the dr lee vinoker show health from the outside in where feeling good starts with looking good stay tuned into your health